Okay, talk. What's up, buddy? How are you? Friday night. Woo! The oh, white yeah. claws are flowing. <laughs> we are uh, recording on a separate night because Ryan was. You were very accommodating in my schedule, so I appreciate that. To be fair, I was also. I I did tell you I was um sleepy. I you was were a sleepy, bitch. You're a big old sleepy bear. I do have a question for you. I was um. So I got two boys, and they were fighting over a couple of the Justice League characters the other day, and one of them, uh, the older one, was playing with Flash, and the younger one mm-hmm. was playing with Superman. And yeah. the younger one obviously wanted Flash because his older brother had it. So I was like, well, you know, buddy, Flash, Superman is faster than Flash. So you wrong. want him. So this is wrong. what I wanted to know. This is what I wanted to know. I didn't know. Wrong. I was. I, I think I knew I was wrong, but I was trying to convince him that Superman was better, which he obviously is because Flash isn't my favorite. But yeah. I get it. You were lying to your children. I understand. But look, the Flash can tap into the speed force and Superman cannot. I knew I actually knew you would know the answer and I was going to text you and I was like, "You know what? Our listeners want to know this answer too." So like now, let's obviously the Flash and Superman uh have been there there's been, you know, multiple iterations of them throughout the years. So it kind of depends. It's hard to say like it's not been a constant, but you know, when you're talking about the two characters and what they're capable of, you know, those times that the Flash character has been able to tap into the Speed Force, he's been able to be much faster than Superman. Okay, well, I will cease lying to my children on yeah. that. Which one wanted um? Which one wanted Superman over the Flash? Uh, no, nobody wanted Superman. I was trying to convince them that Superman was better. Well, they both wanted the they Flash. They both wanted the Flash. Yeah, they both wanted Which the Flash. Which Flash was it? Um... Not the one with the metal helmet. So Barry Allen, I think, or Barry, Barry Allen. Allen, Wally West. Uh, which one's the one with the, the like the traditional, not traditional Flash, like not Golden Era Flash, the other one. Well, Golden Era Flash would be um Jay Garrick, and then you have Barry Allen, and then you have Wally West. I think it was Barry Allen. Yeah. Yeah, it is probably because <laughs> I think, and I'm not super up to date on the new Fifty Two, which is when DC like rebooted everybody, and I think they went back to Barry Allen. Uh, who originally died during Crisis on Infinite oh. Earths. And okay, all right, I'm never going to have sex again. Let's get off Oh, of this I've read that. I... I've read that. Anyway, yeah, we're officially incels. Um... Well, this isn't a comic book <laughs> podcast. So, it's a movie podcast, yeah. talk, isn't it? Welcome to Tuck and Rolls, a movie podcast by a guy who likes movies. That's me and a movie guy. That's you. That's me. That's you. Guys, thank you for, for joining in and listening. Um, we... We really appreciate you coming on every week. Um, we do have a voicemail from a listener who, uh, he's our, he's fighting to be our super fan. Like Walker was on um, the previous episode, and we we did say Walker was our number one fan. But wait, like we might throw these two in the Thunderdome, yeah. to see who comes out on top. Two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> That's right. So um, Chris has some opinions, and we're gonna listen to them. Hey guys, another great podcast. Ryan, I just want to say that you're wrong on the best James Cameron movie. Terminator 2 is a great movie, but probably the best one he's ever made was the Aquaman movie. And I'm not talking about the one with Jason Momoa. I'm talking with the one that stars Vincent Chase. Vincent Chase is one of the most underrated actors out there. Anyhow, boys, keep up the good work. And now that's interesting that he brings up that um, as as James Cameron's best movie, even though it is fictional, because the thing is about Entourage is that um, 
None of those guys have done shit after Entourage. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure uh, Adrian Grenier's best movie was Aquaman as well. Was Adrian Grenier? Oh, you mean fake Aquaman? I was like, yeah. was he in real Aquaman? No, uh, no he was in. Um, I can only name one other movie he's in, and it was AI. He was in AI. I think he was oh, a Spielberg. R- Robot Gigolo. <laughs> Spielberg. Uh... Yeah, Spielberg. I fucking love Spielberg. Uh, Chris, you know we love the opinions. Um, it does sadden me to know that you have such an encyclopedic knowledge of Entourage. Well, let's not Watch better shows, let's, but... let's whoa whoa let's not judge let's not judge that too hard. Um, so, I judge everybody. That's my thing. On that same token of super fans, we really appreciate Chris calling in. So if you want to call in and leave us a voicemail, you know where you can do it. Anchor.fm slash tuck and rolls. That's T U C K N R O L L S. Then that's our Twitter handle. That's our Instagram handle. So find us anywhere. Um, and if you like the podcast, give us a shout out, share it with your social media. We're trying to expand the circle here. We're really happy to do this. We're really happy to come back here, even if there's only seven people listening, but we would like to get to double digits. Like that's what we're trying to do. So guys, I promise you that I really enjoy just screaming my opinions, three white claws deep at tuck every week. But, um, it, it might be more spiritually fulfilling if I if I get if I do get to scream it at more people every week, whatever platform you're listening to this on, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. There's probably a share function built in and we would super appreciate it if you just share the podcast right now to your social media and say, hey, you know, I enjoy this. Give it a listen and you might enjoy it, too. Um, Don't share it with children. We're not appropriate for children. No. NSFW. No. Uh, yeah, you could listen to us at work as long as you're in headphones. The um, <laughs> the biggest thing is, well, we're not color daddy, so we're gonna be fine. The, the <laughs> yeah, this is our Sarah McLaughlin moment right here. This is our. In the we we oh. have to sing it. We can't play it. We don't have the rights. If we play it, they'll demonetize us. I was singing the wrong Sarah McLaughlin one. <laughs> <laughs> I only know one Sarah well, McLaughlin song, I think. I was thinking, I, I will remember. You know, in the arms of an angel. No, That's what I was singing. No, but I was singing. I will remember you. So oh, no, that is a different song. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Remember us. Also remember. We, put us in your You're the angels. Put us in your arms, but also yeah. remember us. Do both. We're, 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 the, we're the dog in the commercial right now. Okay, enough of that. Enough pandering. Thank you for joining us. Movie podcast. How was your week this week, Ryan? What'd you watch? Oh, damn. I didn't think, I forgot we were going to ask that question. I didn't, I don't think I watched anything. Okay, well, you think about it. I'll tell you what I watched. So it's not very many things. I watched the Lego movie about five times or whatever. Still, fa- still fire. Still fire. <laughs> the soundtrack to that movie I've memorized because that's what we play. Other than that, I watched Hustlers with uh, JLo. Have you seen it? Yeah, you know, I have seen Hustlers. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know that it's the best movie I've ever seen, but it's not the worst. Um, no. Also, I, w- I would like to go on record to say that sex work is real work, and we should respect our sex workers, and that's your right. And I, I thought this movie, at the very least, now this being, obviously, I, I have not worked in sex work, so I can't <laughs> speak from, um, and I say obviously not as though like I'm above it, but just like who would pay for this is more like what I was saying. <laughs> Anyways, um. I don't know this from personal experience, but it seemed like a somewhat realistic um, representation at some points. Like, obviously, then it got a little bit, you know, dirty near the end. Uh, No spoilers, but, like, sex work is real work. This movie was cool. (laughs) I love movies that just are like, hey, we got some badass bitches, some empowered women, and we're going to just tell their stories, like, 
And that was cool. I like that. This... Also, J-Lo. What is she, like 50? Oh, my God. Looks amazing. She's... It's ridiculous. Speaking of fastballs. I'm 34 and I look like <laughs> shit. Yeah. Speaking of fastballs. But apparently her and A-Rod, who's her current uh, boyfriend, he's a baseball player. Brian? Alex Rodriguez? Yep. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay, earned his pinstripes. Anyway, they don't drink or do any illicit drugs, so that's how they maintain their shape at 50. So, Oh, so you look good at 50 by never having fun ever. Well, I'm sure she's as fun. But anyway, yeah, she still pitches her fastball. That movie was exactly as promised. Like it it was it was true to the tra- it was true to the trailer. It um it, it was exactly what you were expecting, but in a very pleasant way. Like you you go into some movies and you see them and they're not what you're expecting. And a very disappointing way. This one, it it worked, and I um am very excited to actually read the New York Times article that it's written about because it's a very it was interesting. Like it was interesting. Um, what else did I watch? I watched the second season. Actually, I'm gonna save that. No, I'm not gonna save that for my hidden gem. Um, <laughs> Good job. I watched the second season of Norseman. Norseman. I don't think I've heard. Oh of man, that. this so it's a show on Netflix. It's sort of a satirical Viking comedy. A satirical Viking comedy. That's quite a lot. It's, You're saying a lot to me right now. It's the best part about the show is their accents because it's very. It's uh, it started as a show in Norway. They shot one season and then Netflix picked it up, and so now it's a Netflix original, which was season two. It's very funny. Like they do this thing where they throw in everyday sayings every once in a while, like "and the next domino will fall," and then the uh, the person they're saying it to looks at them and goes, "What's a domino?" And then they have to explain it. Like, it's quite, it's quite funny. And then, <laughs> so yeah, I think you should check it out. They're only half an hour episodes and it's Norseman on Netflix. It's a really good show. I will check it out. I watched, oh, Terminator, Dark Fate. That was the other thing I watched. Oh, yeah. I believe I, I recommended you that did. last time. Yeah, uh, that what did you think? What were your thoughts? I loved it. I loved it. It was a true Terminator movie. I haven't seen Genesis, which you told me was a piece of Arby's. Don't watch Genesis. Genesis is real bad. It's bad. It's a piece of lukewarm garbage. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I really enjoyed it. I do, the one bone I have to pick with the, and we're not going to get into this because I want to do a full episode on time travel movies but the one bone i will pick with terminator is there is it's the whole universe is a paradox like if you look at that timeline and i read i read an article on this afterwards about the alpha timeline and then the original timeline and it's just like there's no way any of this can happen which obviously it's time travel so yeah i mean i think any time travel movie you start digging into it and it's uh it's not gonna really work out for you you know um but no it it was it was a true terminator movie arnold kicked ass in it linda hamilton was amazing in it uh that new the new term mackenzie davis the new terminator she was she was buff as hell she was badass she fucking ruled she was awesome and then the um the lead uh speaking of empowered women the lead in it like it's not really a twist but like um danny danny yeah she was awesome Yeah, she was cool as, as, as well so yeah, no, it was highly recommend on Amazon Prime. Highly recommend, Dark Fate. Yeah, yeah. check that out. Uh, you know what, Tuck? Uh, while you've been talking, I've been thinking about like, did I watch movies since we last recorded? Like, I don't. I honestly don't think I did. I've been playing a lot of video games. Ghost of Tsushima came out, uh, which is a video game where you're just basically like a cool fucking samurai, and I've mostly just been playing that. It's very fun. the The combat is very satisfying. You do some like really cool sword combat, and you like feel like a dope samurai. Is it a role playing game, or is it like a GTA kind of open source game? It is open world, uh, but it's not like I wouldn't say it's GTA. GTA. It is an RPG kind of. Um, I guess I would compare it. 
I would compare it a little bit to Fable. Fable's pretty old, um, but I would compare it more to recently to um, like The Witcher 3. Um, hey, oh. speaking of... F- Sorry, did you play The Witcher 3? No, but I watched that show. What did you think of the show? Yeah, there you go. The Witcher was great with Henry Cavill. Yeah. Toss a coin to your Witcher, oh, Valley of Plenty. This is pretty good. It's not bad, Thank Tuck. You. Um, now, in other video game news, since you brought up Fable, uh, the last Fable game, Fable 3, came out probably like eight years ago. Um, the Xbox game showcase, whatever you want to call it, for their new Xbox Series X that's coming out in the, the fall holiday 2020, uh, was yesterday or the day before. And they showcased some new games, and the very last thing they showed was a teaser trailer for a new Fable game. So we are getting a new Fable game, which is exciting for me because I love that series. Yeah, no, Fable is great. That's about when I played video games, and I loved those games because you could choose good or evil. Yeah. Yeah, I do like a Fable game uh, in that it, it isn't super in-depth. So, like, you want to play an RPG, you want to have some of those elements, you want to have fun, you want to choose good versus bad, etc. but you don't have the, <laughs> you know, 90 hours to pump into no. it like a Witcher 3. You know, Fable's a good game for that. It's like an RPG light, which is which is great for a lot of people. So That's right up my alley. The um, the worst part is, is I did, <laughs> every time I play those games, I feel guilty if I go bad. I can't go bad. I never go bad. I always go good. <laughs> like <it> just <laughs> yeah. It, it's interesting you bring that up because like it's like it's like oh, there's this open world game and like you could do whatever you want and you have unlimited power and it's like cool. I just want to like help everybody. Like, is everybody doing okay? Like, is everybody chill? Yeah, like that's what uh, like that's what I would do with unlimited power. Is like, are we all cool? I'm gonna make sure that people cool. that we're doing the right thing. The um, <laughs> the fa- that guy that hates me because I'm a socialist is gonna hate that I said that. Yeah, that's right. One <laughs> listener, I want to help people. The uh, the worst part is like that's how I felt about Westworld. I said, yeah, it'd be awesome to just ride around and play the game. And my buddies were like, you're you're not gonna kill anybody? No, I don't really want to kill people. Like, they're not people. Well, they're realistic robots. What's the difference? Yeah, even that's that is the fucked up thing about Westworld is like, oh, they're not real. They're not real people. But like your your mind at least partially believes they're real. So like you're still fucking yourself up pretty bad if you're like murdering them. They give them real people emotions. The point is to mimic like what? Like like like, buddy, I I've recently played The Last of Us Part Two. And there was parts of that game where I was trying to kill or murder or attack people where I physically in real life, me, Ryan Phillips was like, I don't want to do this. I don't feel good about it. And and that's partially because the game did a really, really good job of having you invested in the story. But, like, also, that's what I mean when, like, you talk about that Westworld thing. You're like, well, they're not even real people. It's like, I think your brain still needs to be, like, a little fucked up to be able to, you know, even though they're quote-unquote fake people. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yep. No, I think we're on the same page. The, um, oh, what else did I watch? I watched something else that was applicable to this conversation. Oh, I saw the trailer for uh, Speed Cubers. Yeah, I'm sorry. What speed cu- speed cubers? Yeah, it's coming out on Netflix. So it's a movie about um, these two guys that solve Rubik's cubes really fast and the world of competitive competitive Rubik's cubing. Oh, it's a, doc- a documentary. Yeah, documentary. It's a documentary. Yeah. So it um, it's about these two guys. It looks very interesting. One of them, it they're they're both friends, but they both solve a Rubik's cube in under. I think it's under. It's some insane amount. It's like under 13 seconds or something. I, like, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's insane. And so 
and the whole it talks to the other competitors it talks about the competitions they go to but it reminded me of king of kong you ever seen that one Yes, King of Kong, fistful of quarters. Fistful about, of quarters. Um, the, the guys with the King Kong high score on the arcade machine. Yeah. Yes, what a, what a bananas story that so is. So that movie is great. That's, that is going to lead into my crispy jam later. I just wanted to bring up Speed Cubers because I'm actually very excited. I, mean, I really love a good documentary that is about something you would never care about. I wonder, I wonder how much of Speedcubers, the documentary Speedcubers, is going to be like about their girlfriends or the women that love them or their like fans. They're like 13. Just kidding. So. I'm just, I was, oh, well, okay, now you made it weird, but I was just no. dunking on the fact that competitive Rubik's Cubers aren't going to have girls interested yeah, they're in them. Yeah, they're all kids, uh, and the one kid is autistic, I think, so. Oh, anyway. well, now I seem like a real asshole. Yeah, sorry. But also, to be, to be fair, I'm a 34-year-old man you know, closet talking about movies with another man. So like, it's not like I'm like up on ladies hot list. Like this isn't getting anybody going. The, um, ladies or men. Actually, you know, I do know a couple dudes who this probably is a bit of a turn on for, but like, I'm not interested. I do know, uh, I do know how to solve a Rubik's cube, but that's because I Googled it. So yeah. Memorize those steps. Um, Thanks, Google. I'm passing it off as knowledge. That's what I do with the podcast. That is what you do. Speaking you know what which, else we do on this podcast? Yeah. We talk about movies. Segway. Uh, this <laughs> segue. King of the segways. Andrew talk. This this week we are gonna go back to the 30 day movie challenge. We got some days left, and we're gonna keep working on it. The first subject we're gonna do is a film you dozed off in, and I know mine. Now, Tuck, I'm pretty sure based on. <laughs> Based on the fact that you're a dad, you probably have like oh, a bunch is... of movies you fall asleep in. That's just a rule for dads. They fall asleep in movies. It's, hey, I wasn't asleep. I was resting my eyes. I was resting my eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's classic. <laughs> the, uh... I, I try to imagine the fact that like at, at certain points in my life, I know for a fact my dad would like fall asleep on the couch at 7 p.m. and then go to sleep at 9 p.m. But then I'm like... Motherfucker, you get like 11 hours of sleep. What is happening? <laughs> so I actually have always been very good at falling asleep anywhere, which is a skill that I've had. Oh, not me. Not me. No, I could fall asleep standing up. And it's it, it comes in handy when traveling. Uh, it's kind of awkward when you're talking to people. But yeah, the um, I, uh, I doze off to quite a lot of movies. I picked one that uh, from pre-dad era that I picked. Uh, so mine, you want to go, go first? Yeah, pre-dad era. Pre-dad era. Okay, so I uh, I picked Public Enemies, the one about uh, John Dillinger with Christian Bale and Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, as you say, Johnny Depp. So that. you know what? Uh, I don't think I've seen Public Enemies. Do you know who directed it? <sighs> no, tell me. Michael Mann. So King of the Slow Burn, Michael Mann. Well, Michael Mann did Collateral, right? He also did Heat. Yeah, so he is 100% king of the slow burn. Yeah. Like, it's going to be slow, but when the action pops off, it's going to be good. So, and this was one of the ones, like I talked about last week, how, or two weeks ago, how I, <laughs> the odd time, I would do a double feature and kind of just like duck over into another theater. Uh, this was the second movie in that. And I think it was after a long weekend. So, my state of mind wasn't great. But I also, I looked, when I was looking at Michael Mann's movies, um, it made sense that I dozed off into it because the same thing happened in Miami Vice where it was just like, this is slow. God, that Miami Vice movie was boring as hell. No, and it, and Michael Mann, because uh, he did another one that I really liked and I can't remember what it was, uh, but he's a good director. It's just you got Cool, gotta... good podcast. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I knew the director is an improvement, okay? So we're really... Yeah, you're getting better. You're doing it. <laughs> the, the one thing I will say is I do... Uh, so uh, Stephen Graham was in it. 
Public Enemies? You know who that is? Sure. No. Uh, Al Capone in Boardwalk Empire. How does this feel? Hey, how does this feel? I don't I, I've never seen Boardwalk Empire. Oh, I think Steve Buscemi's in it. Steve Buscemi's in it. Boardwalk Empire is great. That's actually what I was going to talk about. So John Dillinger is a great story because he's the reason that the FBI exists. Like he was a he was a gentleman bank robber and he's Tommy guns and all this stuff. And he was actually quite violent. So then Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover used him as an excuse to kick, kick, uh, kick off the FBI. So he's actually plays a fairly important role in American history. Fast forward 70 years later, we're just throwing people into our unmarked vans in Portland gone really well so, nobody's concerned but Stephen graham plays babyface nelson who is one of uh john dillinger's um henchmen i guess but he plays al capone he plays al capone in uh in boardwalk empire and boardwalk empire is a fantastic show i got a letter from telus for downloading boardwalk empire legally it said <laughs> hbo i i also subscribe to hbo now so don't come after me but it's because in the letter it said hbo is readily available for this price so please don't pirate our stuff i was like oh this is genius but no boardwalk empire is a great that is the that is the movie i'd rather watch when compared to uh this one now so, yeah. i don't advocate this but i'm i you know it's funny that you bring up that sort of thing it's just like if perhaps you are privacy-focused and you don't want ISPs knowing what you're doing, you should get a VPN. A v- VPN is a virtual private network. It hides your internet activity from people. So if you just are a private person, you don't want people knowing what you're doing, you get a VPN. Every time you do this, I feel like Unikitty in um, that scene in the board, <laughs> the boardroom in the Lego movie. Where she's like, business, 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 numbers, numbers, numbers. You're just like, computers, 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 internet, internet, Too internet. many acronyms. <laughs> I, like... I threw too many acronyms at you. Okay, so. Yeah, it was like, uh. What, anyway. what you said that you fell asleep in was like, uh, I would say like a, a, is it fair to say a blockbuster movie? Like, they expected it to be a blockbuster movie, right? Yeah, they, they put a lot of money into it, and it was, but it was Michael Mann. So it was a Michael Mann movie, and this once again falls into the the theme of Tuck doesn't check the director. Sure. So, <laughs> so the movie, I the movie known. that I fell asleep in, not a blockbuster, uh, 20 years ago I went with a girl to a local independent movie theater to watch it because I thought it would impress her. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. And it was called Russian Ark. And now I will say one really cool thing about this movie is that um, the whole movie was shot in one single take. And not like um, we recently talked about 1917 where they did a lot of hidden digital cuts and things like that. They weren't doing that at this time. It was literally one take, which in its own is very impressive. I give it the merit it's due. But the thing is, is like movie fucking boring shit. It, it essentially is a Russian film. So it's in Russian. And it's essentially an advertisement for like the Russian National Museum. They're 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 a, a guy wakes up in the museum and is like going through the museum, and all these different historical figures from different time zones in the museum are like waking up and interacting with them and stuff. And like, I get that that sounds kind of it sounds like kind of like a Night at the Museum. Have you seen Night at the Museum? <laughs> Do you you know the answer? To of this. course you have. It seems like you. Yes. Yeah. It's a that's a tuck movie. This is like that, but absolutely no fun whatsoever. <laughs> but completely yes, different. Yes, <laughs> um, and very Russian. Um, so I did fall asleep in this movie. Um, wait, wait, wait! In the independent theater? Yeah, in the Garneau. You know the Garneau. Oh, good. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah that's a great theater. Took a solid nap in the Garneau. <laughs> did you impress the girl? No, no. I I would argue <laughs> that she um dislikes me. 
Did she? Did Not she because of that leave? particular incident, just because oh. in general, in general. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I watched the trailer for this movie after you told me you, uh, oh, did you? you were going to watch it. Yeah, I did. And it and it highlights all of those points. There's something like 2,500 actors in it. Like, it's quite a feat of cinematic. It is a feat. That is correct. Achievement. But, uh, yeah, once I watched the trailer, I was like, well, I've seen enough. Because it said 300, <laughs> 300 years of Russian history packed into two and a half hours. I was like, oh, man, I'm just going to go scrape my eyeballs out with a rusty yeah, spoon. Nah, dog. I'm good. I'm <laughs> nah, good, actually. Nah, 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 dog. I'm cool. <laughs> Hard no. No, I I appreciate that that is a better answer than mine, as I probably shouldn't have fallen asleep at a blockbuster. No, but. I mean, there's no there's no right or wrong <laughs> answers. I mean, I realize I'm saying that as a man whose sole purpose on this podcast is to dunk on you for your wrong answers. So, I mean, maybe it's hard to believe me. Look, you fell asleep in it. It, it happened. Um, Now, the next movie, a film that made you angry. Now, this was tough for me, Tuck, and I want to tell you, it was tough for me because, it, as all of our listeners can tell, everything makes me angry. I'm an angry person, apparently. Like, I get so mad about everything. I mostly do this podcast to scream about politics and bad movies. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. What? So, you you start us off on, like, a happy note. You're, th- you're, you're angry about a movie that was like, well... It was a Pixar movie and it was animated and it was super happy, but then it got a little sad at the end. So that I was made upset me that the the guy didn't get the girl at the end of the romantic comedy. That just really grinded my gears. No. Yeah, is that your pick? No, I picked uh, one who flew over the cuckoo nest. One who flew over the cuckoo's nest. Classic, a classic. Nurse Ratchet, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick directed. This is um, it's not that I didn't appreciate. So I watched this movie when I think I was around fourteen, fifteen. Like this is uh it kind of ties into our fable discussion earlier, but like I watched this movie and I just, I felt sad and kind of angry at the end because like, uh, it's just such a horrible environment for these people to live in and you can't help any of them. And it's just, it's that feeling of being helpless and that makes me angry. So it was more of a, I think an honorable angry, like I wasn't mad at the film. It's a good film. It's a critically like, well, I'm sure if I, I would appreciate more if I watched it now, I didn't appreciate it when I was 14, but like, um yeah we watched it up at the lodge which is uh my buddy matt's cabin he listens hey shout out matt blair this is uh he'll remember this movie but yeah he um we watched it there he matt (laughs) he would set up this big screen this was before projectors were mainstream matt bought a projector and he set up this giant screen in his living room it was great so we watched it on that but it did make me yeah i didn't have a good feeling after it and it's just because it's a very emotionally draining movie then that made me mad so angry angry is the wrong word before projectors were mainstream, my dad bought a projector for a basement. And he just took an empty room in the basement and he painted one wall 100% white as a quote-unquote screen. And uh, me and my buddies from high school, who I won't shout out because they definitely don't listen, <laughs> uh, we would skip class and we would go to my house and we would play Halo four-player split screen on nice. the wall. We would play it in the projector on the wall. <laughs> and it fucking ruled. It was You're sick. screen watching. You're screen watching. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it was impossible not to because the size of each uh, four-player split screen was basically as big as a TV at the time, right? Um, yeah. It was really dope. Yeah, I can understand how that movie would make you mad. Um, I, I, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna get into a talk. I feel that way currently when I see um, certain governments mistreating our our friends and our neighbors who 
you know, mental health is a is a issue, but also, you know, drug abuse, things like that. Those those tie into one flew over the cuckoo's nest because they're yeah. in an asylum where oh god. I, I mean, we get, there's a whole can of worms for sure to, to to talk about the amount of issues that this movie touches on, but I think it's very obvious to say that if you are a person who cares about your friends and neighbors and and cares about people that hey, you you may not know personally, but you know, they're part of your community, your society, and you care about them and you want to see them do well, this movie should make you mad because it just shows you how uh, the... It shows you how society as a whole from top down treats those people and, it, you know, newsflash, it's not great. It's a sad, it's a sad mad. Like, and it wasn't... I, it was just more like... I was more mad I couldn't help them. I don't know. That's where I was at. But yeah, what uh, what's your pick, right? You know, I've really wanted to say The Big Short, but we're trying not to repeat ourselves. And I did say The Big Short on an earlier episode. Um, so what I went with was Fire, which is the oh. Netflix documentary about the Fire Festival. Now, I want to say there's two documentaries about this because Netflix and Amazon both did documentaries. And obviously I watched both. I literally watched the Netflix documentary and was like, I am so fucking upset. And then immediately went to Amazon and was like, oh, they got one too? Let me let me get this. And like, well, I watched them two, both of them back to back. Which one was better? Because I saw the Netflix one, but I didn't see the Amazon one. I don't think either was necessarily better. better. So so why did it make you mad? <laughs> why did it make me mad? Great question. couple of reasons. So for anybody that doesn't know what Fire or Fire Festival, as I believe that other documentary is called, it is a documentary about the Fire Festival, which is a, a big supposed music festival um that ended up basically just being fraud you know these 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 guys put together this big fake music festival and they they fucking crammed it down everybody's throats on social media and a bunch of people bought tickets and showed up and then when they showed up there was like nothing there there was no food there was nowhere to stay there was like tents that were like falling apart and like none of the musicians were there and like it was just it was a fucking disaster when- when it happened, it was the greatest five days on the internet, though. Like, holy shit. Oh, smokes, my God. The internet. Like, yeah. The internet was going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> that was a sure. huge W for the internet there. Huge yeah, W. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, bandwidth was great that week. Yeah. I don't know why this made you mad. This just made me. I was just in awe that somebody could do something like this. Like, holy shit. The reason that. This documentary made me mad. You know, it's easy to, you know, you watch it and you're like, ah, these rich idiots and then, you know, these dumb people that, like, fall for this social media f- shit or whatever. Like, it's pretty funny. And a lot of it is is funny, for sure. The the thing that made me mad is, it's, you know, like, it, okay, um, I feel a little bit bad for the people that saw these posts on sh- social media and were like, yeah, sick, I want to get into this. Absolutely. That made me a little little upset, but also it is kind of funny because it's like you're like, ah, oh, you you idiots, you spend all your time on Instagram and you fall for this, right? So I I'm not I it's not super upsetting, but then what is really upsetting is like locally, there's a lot of vendors and local companies and stuff that these fucking shitheads hired or 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 contracted to do work that did a bunch of work and spent a bunch of their money and then never got paid, you know. Some nice lady with a local restaurant, they were like, hey, we need you to cater a bunch of food for this thing, and, and here's the contract, and et cetera, and this much food, and whatever. And she spent all the money getting it ready and prepping it, whatever. And then when it came time for it to get paid for her contract, they were just like, 
oh, we went bankrupt or whatever. Like, fuck off. We don't care. And that sucks. That makes me mad. And then the final thing that makes me really mad is like, so the guy that was in charge of this guy, Billy McFarland, as well as Jaw Rule. We know Jaw. Yeah, my baby. Where would I be without my baby? <laughs> yeah, you know, Jaw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he didn't end up getting any criminal charges because he was like, I was just an investor or whatever. But like these, these fucking guys, like they're, they're, this is white collar crime. And what makes me so mad is, you know, like you've got guys in prison for fucking 25 years because they tried to sell some weed or whatever. And then this motherfucker who, who knowingly, knowingly was was defrauding and ripping off not only these uh, people that wanted to go to the thing, but like these different companies that he was hiring to do things. He was doing all this and he gets like four years in like minimum penitentiary. Like that pisses me off. Like the legal system is fucked up. Like uh, a, a guy with such poor morals is worse for society than, than, than somebody that's just like selling some weed, trying to get a little money, you know, you know, uh, I think what pisses me off so much about it is just that basically the fact that they're rich enough to do these things and that they're basically untouchable. Yeah, I would agree with that. It is, it's a total injustice what happened to him. As a huge 50 cent guy, I was very happy to see Ja Rule embarrassed. The, um... <laughs> you know what? I was really sad. I, w- I was trying to pre- pre-buy tickets. I couldn't get them. I really want to see Blink-182. <laughs> the... Uh... The point about the local vendors is a very good point. I think you. I think we don't have enough time because <laughs> to address the U.S. justice system and the three strikes policy and all that. Plus, I'm not an expert on that. Just like I'm not an expert on movies, so I'm gonna stick to one thing I don't know about to give opinions on. Um, but yeah, like the the local vendors is a very good point because those people spent money and they didn't get paid, so there needs to be justice for that. And I think there was a bunch of GoFundmes that happened, but those could all be scams as well. So. I don't know. It was all a mess. The fact that it happened, and it's it's not it's not really right to laugh at the whole like oh you were because like they were in a legit crisis for a bit. Like they were on an island with no food, and like obviously there's people there, so they were never in real danger. But like that's a pretty. And then you got the you probably had a guy that saved up money to go there, and so there's a lot of like fraud is bad. So yeah, I could see why this movie would make you mad. Well, I'm a pretty angry guy to begin with. Yeah. Um... Every movie. So yeah, what's uh. The next day is uh, a director that a film from uh, a director that has passed away. Ryan Tuck, you can... love talking about dead people. <laughs> Damn it's it. your favorite was... <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, so I'm going to talk with these directors with the utmost respect. Um, so my go-to pick would probably be um, there's a couple. I want to talk about my honorable mention first because this wouldn't have been on the list if we would have started this podcast. I guess a month ago, two months ago. We did this start, start this podcast two three, months ago. What are you talking two about? Two months earlier. Sorry, two months earlier. If we were started this podcast two months earlier, this guy wouldn't have been on the list. So if I were to pick this now, it would probably be Batman Forever. Rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. Okay. Yeah. Because I talked about, I've talked about how much I love that movie, and you gave that great fact about Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones yeah. not getting along. <laughs> but yeah, go listen to the last episode. Okay, so Batman Forever, a very no, fun movie. But that's oh, not, that's not pick. your pick? No, my pick is uh, Psycho by Al- Al- Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, Wayne. Okay. Because so, Hitchcock is well, not. How did the, how did Joel Schumacher factor into this? Well, because he, he wasn't he wasn't dead a month ago. I don't this. get it. 
Like Anyways. Joel Schumacher recently died. So that's my honorable mention. Honorable mention. Okay, now right? I get it. Yeah, now we're, we're picking up. That's that fifth white claw kicking in. So I, Joel, Joel, <laughs> yeah, you're talking. You're telling me about his like six white claws. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> Joel was in. Joel was in purgatory, and they're like, "We don't know about this, Joel. We don't know if we can do it. You, you just don't got the bucks." And then Tuck just said that, "Well, he's my honorable mention." And they're like, "Tick," and like, Joel, you ticked up. You're in, buddy. You're in. You did it. No. So thank you, no. Tuck. You think Joel appreciates you. No, and I also have talked about Batman Forever before, so we're trying not to repeat ourselves. I picked Psycho because I didn't um, – so I didn't watch this movie. I don't like scary movies, right? So, And this stems – this feeds into that. You that definitely don't. But this um, – I didn't take a shower till grade six because I heard about this movie. I didn't watch it. You heard about a scene in the shower and you were... I didn't want to get stabbed. I'm hoping baths only baths, and not baths just only. Like not yeah. cleaning yourself. And it was very much like I wouldn't go in the shower. And then when I started going in the shower, I wouldn't close my eyes. So I would get shampoo in my eyes constantly because I was just terrified of getting stabbed in the shower. Uh, you know what? You know what? Shower. You know, uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't Psycho that did it for me. Have you ever seen Arachnophobia? Nope. No. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Arachnophobia is a movie from like the mid nineties, isn't it? Uh, I don't think it's Kevin no. Bacon. I think it might be John Goodman. Uh, but the the issue is um spiders. A lot of spiders. Big spider problem. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And there is a scene where a girl is showering and she's closing her eyes and washing the shampoo out and stuff. And then a bunch of spiders come out of the shower head and they're just like raining down on her. And she doesn't understand that that's happening because her eyes are closed. And like, let me tell you what, if you have seen that movie, uh, the next four months of showers, you're just constantly thinking about that. It fucking sucks. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I think it was Jeff Bridges. Yeah. John Goodman's also in it, though. You called that. So, uh... I didn't, yeah, Psycho's my pick. Alfred Hitchcock, obviously a great director. I remember watching Birds in school. Uh, Rear Window, great movie. Birds. Birds. But yeah, I didn't, uh, not a big fan of that scene in The Grudge either. That's in the trailer where the hand comes. The one where she comes backwards Uh, down the stairs? No, the one where she's in the shower and the hand comes in her hand, grabs her hand while she's shampooing her hair. Oh, you know what? There's also a. Freddy Krueger scene. I can't. There's been a lot of Freddy Krueger movies. There's one where she's in the bath and the claw hand. You know, his classic oh, Freddy yeah. claw hand yeah, comes yeah. up and towards yeah. her um, vagina. Uh, that's pretty <laughs> fucked up. Sorry, mom. I don't. I don't. I don't love that. <laughs> the, uh... I, oh, I'm sorry. Is your mom offended that I said vagina? Well, what does know. she want me to call it, <laughs> Mrs. Tuck? Please text me and tell me what whoa, you prefer me whoa. to refer to giving, your vagina I'm not, as. I'm not giving my mom your number. Yo, Give keep, your mom my number. Keep, that's the scene of Bad Boys. Put, put, put my mama, put your erectile dysfunction issues. We're gonna put them in a box and we're gonna seal that box and send it in the ocean. Put my, what is that, that a quote from a second? What are you talking about? That's, erectile dysfunction. No, that's from <laughs> that's from Bad Boys too. When he's and him and uh, Will Smith, the Martin Lawrence are in the. The video store. You're the only person that can quote Bad Boys too. No, I'm not. Somebody's gonna get this. Yeah, I'm gonna take my mama's titties, okay. take your issues, or put them in a box. <laughs> okay. All right. Whatever. Hitchcock. Good choice. Hitchcock has made some movies. Thank you. He knows what he's doing. Uh, um, if you guys listening out there haven't seen an Alfred Hitchcock movie, I will say this: you have definitely seen a movie in which the director said my inspiration was Alfred Hitchcock. Yep. 
100%. because that's how that's how important of a director Alfred Hitchcock was. Also, he just seems like he was maybe a strange guy. Like he definitely uh, seems like he was a weirdo. Yeah, I don't think I'd have a beer with him, but uh, he did some great <laughs> movies. Okay, what was your pick? I would I would chalk on a white claw with Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> I wouldn't even. I'd be like, no problem. With your theories on ghosts, you might get a visit from him. I respect him, and I won't. What? Um, okay. What was your pick? My pick by a film made by a director that died um, recently. Uh, Carl Reiner passed away. Rest in peace, Carl Reiner. Uh, you guys might recognize him probably from the Ocean's um, Eleven films. Uh, he was Saul. Oh. Um, but previous to that, he he had directed some films. Uh, the most famous of which, um, The Jerk, with Steve Martin. Um, a great movie, a great comedy. If you guys uh, haven't seen The Jerk, I really recommend it. Um, a little bit older, I think it was seventy nine. Um, but Steve Martin—I mean, Steve Martin's a fucking delight. That was when this he was is just doing a very stand-up. classic. This is just a very classic funny movie, and I—I I think a lot of, uh, I think funny movies have changed these days. Like, and I don't say that in a bad way. I mean, like things evolve, things things get different, um, for better, for worse, different ways. But like, uh, the jerk. Just go watch. Uh, here's what I'm saying. Go watch the jerk with Steve Martin, and so- you're welcome. And it's great. I've never seen the jerk. I will. I will give it a watch. That was around the era of like uh, Fletch and a few other like Chevy Chase was big. Like that's kind of that. You're talking about those style of comedies. Uh, I can't remember how close in years Fletch was, but I would say that it you know similar vibe for sure. But um, okay, I would very much prefer the jerk because Chevy Chase is apparently a famous asshole. Have you heard about this? Do you know oh, about yeah. this? Oh yeah, I know about this. That's why yeah, he was written out of community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's apparently just terrible. Now, apparently, you know, from what I understand, Steve Martin is a delight and everybody likes him, but... Uh, Canadian, but, uh, no? Can- yeah, I think Canadian. I think... I don't uh, know. Martin knows? Short? No, he's not Canadian. I think I'm mixing uh, Who knows? Too many Fine. Martins. Um, the <laughs> the Coldplay guy? No, it's Chris Martin. Yeah, is he Canadian? Uh, no, he's British. Oh, no, he was born in Waco. My bad. My bad, Canada. W- Waco, Texas? Waco, Texas, yeah. Okay. That's a weird twist. I didn't see that coming. Did you see that on Netflix, by the way? That was a heavy na- That was a heavy Oh, with Taylor Kitsch? No, yeah. I didn't watch it. Um, Charlotte watched it. My, my it beautiful good. wife, Charlotte, watched it. She enjoyed it. Um, I couldn't. They <laughs> they put Taylor Kitsch in that lead role as like a, a unattractive weirdo. And it was like, I don't believe you. This guy's <laughs> hot as fuck. Have you seen Taylor Kitsch? Oh yeah, Dan John Carter. Riggins? John Carter. <laughs> I think I think you mean Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, hot as I, hell. I've never seen. Uh, anyway, I'm working on it. We can talk about that next week when we have our oh preview. Okay, so those are good movies. Go check out the Jerk. Uh, Ryan, it is your week to give me a top three. Oh Christ! I forgot how to do this. <laughs> I want your top three sports movies. Oh. Are you going to have three of these? No, of course not. I never do. I'm never prepared. Okay. My top three sports movies are going to be, remember the Titans? As I've discussed, that's a movie that makes me happy. So that needs to be on the list. Lame. My, my, <laughs> wow. My second one is going to be The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. Keanu. Canadian. That's a good one. I love that. Hagrid. That movie the is The Washington amazing. Sentinels. Now, recently in the news... The Washington uh, football team has changed their extraordinarily racist name to, like, just, I think, like, Washington football team. <laughs> yeah. 
what what do you think about them being the Washington Sentinels, which is the the football team name from the this movie? I think that would be a great choice. Anything's better than what they had before. Yeah. No, I think uh, they got to come up with something. So it goes in line with the Capitals and Sentinels. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it sounds it sounds fine, right? Yeah. Like Nationals, Sentinels, Capitals. That has a ring to it. Yeah. Sure. Those are all three of the sports teams in Washington, right? Great. <laughs> I love sports. My, my third one is going to be, oh, I'm debating, there's a couple. It's Rookie of the Year is fantastic, but oh my I'm going to go with uh, Rookie of the Year. I'm going to go with Tin Cup. Tin Cup, Kevin Costner, Rene Russo. Those are my those are my top 3. I'm going Tin Cup, Replacements, and Remember the Titans. Is Tin Cup a golf movie? It is. Tin Cup is a golf movie, and there's a very relatable scene when he's standing in front of the water and he keeps on going for it, and that's the reason I go, that's the reason I'm going for it. But yeah, Tin Cup is a Yeah, that must be movie. a golf. I don't know what that means. Is that a golf thing? It's a golf thing. Yeah, don't worry about it. Cool. Um, Shout out to all our golf boys. <laughs> and gr- Golf boys and girls. And non-binary golfers. <laughs> golfers. Here, I can do... I'm going to do a quick three sports movies. Uh, granted, I know fuck all about sports, oh. and I also always forget that I need to do this. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say shout out. I do want to give a shout out to the program, which is a 1980s football movie. Where, uh, oh, he's there's a bad guy in one of the movies we talked about plays Latimer, and he's this roided out guy, and he's the best. Anyway, um, the program cool. that's another honorable mention. That's my slide in top four. Okay, sports D two the Mighty Ducks. Good call. You gotta love it. Yeah, you gotta love it. I was leaving you, you that got, one. I was leaving you that one. You got Keenan with the knuckle puck. Fucking rules. I love it. Uh, I am a Huge Joshua Jackson fan. <laughs> Dawson's uh, Creek. Yeah, that's right. Pacey. Pacey all the way. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't fuck any hot teachers in this, but, you know, Whoa. he gets around to it. That's what he does in Dawson's Creek, FYI. I got Fuck it. some yeah. hot teachers. Um, Which also, FYI, is really messed up. Like, in, 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 in the show, I, oh. I can't remember... <laughs> I can't really remember how they address it, but I remember as a teenager being like, hell yeah, Pacey, hell yeah. But then as an adult, I'm like, no, she's preying on this young man. This is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, uh, D2, uh, the second one I want to say is Moneyball. I really like oh, Moneyball. I don't call. I don't know yeah. anything about baseball per se, except for the fact that it's extraordinarily boring. Uh, but Moneyball is a really good and entertaining movie. That is, yeah, that is true. I did love that movie. I wore my Oakland A's hat to that movie, and I really felt like a I felt like a real Stan. Uh, what um, what's your final one? I am thinking about it. I'm this is about it. this is exactly. I'm just gonna segue this. This is exactly what I feel like when I'm watching Jeopardy, and they have sports categories, and you go through the whole category, and nobody gets them because those those guys aren't sports guys, and that's okay. My third movie, and I don't know if you're going to agree that this is a sport. I don't know what the definition is. Whip It. Have you oh, seen Whip yeah. It? yeah. No, that's a great movie. Roller Derby is definitely, a, and Ellen Page it, is fantastic a, in that yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie, and I mean, Roller Derby is a sport, and it, if you disagree, go ask one of those Roller Derby girls, which will probably beat the shit out of you. No. Beat the shit out of you. That is a very good choice. That movie is that movie is a great, great movie. Yeah, I like it. Coming of Age, and then who plays the dad in that movie? Oh, Instinctively, I want to say Chris Cooper, but I don't know if that's right. I think it's, it feels it feels like it could be he, a Chris Cooper. He does a great job. Like he plays a very relatable dad. 
Um, I'm check it out. I also really liked Any Given Sunday with Pacino. He gives a great speech. Oh, that dad. speech? The Pacino yeah. speech in Any Given Sunday? That's classic. Plus, that's a, just Jamie Foxx. Call me steaming. Really beaming. That's a great movie. I love sports movies, which we'll talk more about next week, so I don't want to blame Oh, this. no, her dad, right, was um, Daniel Stern? Right. He, From Home Alone. Yes. And he plays a very, he does a very good job. And the mom, like, that's a good... Who directs that? That's not the same. Drew Barrymore directed it. Oh, E.T. She's had a quite the career. Fifty First Dates. Well, that's another. Anyway, um, okay, those are good top three. I think that's a good top three for not a sports guy movie. That's that's a great top three. Right? Uh, and especially off the cuff because I forget that I have to do. I these know. Things I was gonna and... remind you, but I prefer that you just go off the cuff. Cause... Again, listeners, it's Friday night. And I am. <laughs> double my normal white claw level so like shit shit got crazy it's crazy so, it's popping off you got any crispy gems for our listeners before we wrap uh, it up here I, I do have crispy gems so now tuck you are 100 percent not a scary movie guy no and i want to give you one uh, scary movie and one uh, potentially scary movie but you told me that you're you're not so frightened by like home invasion and like sort of like thrillers right yeah, I think I know the one you're going to talk about. But yeah, keep going. Oh, uh, take a guess, because there's like a billion of these. Is it the uh, the Enemies or whatever on Amazon? No. Oh. I don't know what that is. Oh, you're wrong. That? Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> okay, the movie I'm going to say, and I can't remember what year it came out. It's probably within the last six or seven years. You're next. Yeah, as in you are, you, apostrophe, are oh, next. Uh, Have you heard of it? I have, I think. It's it's exactly what we just described, home invasion. But like, it's it's so good. Just give it a give it a shot. I mean, the story isn't anything that's gonna blow your socks off. You get it. Um, but definitely do give it a watch. It's it's really good. It's it's really well shot. It's really direct, well directed. And the, the the you know it's a little violent. It's a little gross. If you're not into like a little bit of um. You know, people getting chopped up or injured or whatever. That's not your thing. Don't watch it. But if that is this your looks, thing, you're going to like it. This looks terrifying. Um, It's not scary. No. So, okay. I'll uh, give you my first pick. Ready? Mm-hmm. Goes on that. It's a documentary. It's on Netflix. It's been out for a while. I think it came out in 2012, but it's called Behind the Curve. This ties into what I was talking about with speed cubers and documentaries and stuff. I was gonna say, is this a baseball movie? No, it's a it's a movie about um, flat earthers. Okay, sorry. It came oh out, God! So it came out 2018. No, it's it's not what you'd think. Um, this movie it talks to the like king of the flat earthers, and it talks to him about all his theories, and then it bounces back and forth between scientists, and it talks about how he's just not right. But then it talks. Yeah, no shit. How no. he's absolutely a hundred percent wrong. And then it talks, but it also, there's a really good speech right in the middle that talks about, um, there's a couple of really good points in it. One point that talks about scientific theory, which is by a science fiction writer, which I thought was a very good point. And then the other one talks about a speech about how, uh, it's a guy talking to the scientific community and this isn't a spoiler, but he talks about how, when you approach these people, you can't approach them with that attitude because as soon as, and I think it's a good way to approach people in general. Like if you come up to somebody and they say, oh, I'm a flat earther and you go, you're a fucking idiot. That immediately shuts them down. And this is that guy's point. He said, listen to them, talk to them, have a debate because there's a lot of these people with, despite their misguided views on this are actually quite smart and they actually have something to offer the scientific community. So, you know, kind of engage in conversation and don't immediately dismiss them as, as just, 
the worst people ever. So it talks about that and it doesn't just deal with flat earth, flat earther conspiracy theories. It deals with how that feeds into other conspiracy theories. And there's a great moment at the end. Like this, this documentary is fantastic. Tuck, I, oh, great suggestion. And I do value your opinion and I appreciate you. Uh, I have been gritting my teeth. Um, I disagree. If you think the earth is flat, you are a, fucking idiot and come at me i'll fight you about it come so, on so yeah and I, I i as a man of science i definitely agree but the um it, it was a good <laughs> sorry as a man of science tell me more you're no how are you... I, did I, you get a, a designation a certificate i'm, I'm an uh, i gotta yeah no i'm a man of science i would say i'm a man of science i took a i took a bachelor of science Ooh. right i got a bsc so yeah man of science um yeah, that sounds like it. I'm an asshole. I won't, I won't say that again. Um, my second one falls into the horror genre. Uh, it's an older one that a lot of people have seen. And if you haven't seen this, this is just, it's not a really crispy gem. It's like one of the ones that's like, ah, this one we took out of the oven too soon. But it's Cabin in the Woods because I found it on um, Amazon. Oh, Cabin in the Woods. Um, um, yeah, with, with um, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, with right? Thor. This movie yeah. is one of the best Rules. movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Produced by Joss Whedon, um, written and directed by Drew Goddard, who has has got out there and done a lot of things. That movie fucking rules. Yeah, I actually did rewatch that like a few weeks oh, ago. It's maybe very, when it was on Netflix. It's very rewatchable because there's a lot of things that you pick up on, and it references a lot of '80s horror movies, and it's very funny. Yeah. Like, and it's the sick. Uh, I was looking up whether because the big question was, is are we going to get Cabin in the Woods too? And the answer Probably by not. Drew Goddard is no, never. And I think. I think a prequel would be nice. I think it'd be nice to see a couple more just because the interaction be, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the, all the character, all of the characters, including the ones not in the cabin have great interactions in that movie. But yeah. So those yeah, are my two I picks. Mean, it's just a really good movie, really good dialogue and interaction between the characters. And it's like, it's just fun. It's fun. Go watch it. That's a good pick. You did a horror movie and I'm going to do a horror movie too. Although I wouldn't necessarily consider it a full horror. It wasn't that frightening to me, but it is kind of spooky. So the movie I'm going to suggest is it follows. Have you seen it? Uh, no, but I've also heard about this one. Okay. So it follows literally the plot of it follows is if you have sex, if, if it's following you and then you have sex with someone, now it's off you and it's following them. And it just slowly walks (laughs) after you until it gets you. And okay. I understand that that's not much of a pitch, but this movie is extremely good. It's one, it, maybe one of the favorite movies I've ever seen. It's it's really good. You should give it a watch. I'm not sure where it's streaming currently. I just was trying to think of things, and and it and it popped into my head. It's really good. It's not that scary. It doesn't have a lot of like um, jump scares or that kind of thing. But it is like it's got a vibe, and that vibe is spooky as hell. So it follows. Really good. Give it a shot. It's on Amazon Prime. So, Cabin in the oh, Woods. Oh, yeah, my man. It follows Amazon Prime. Uh, the other one you gave, you're next. You have to, you can rent it on Google Movies. And then um, Behind behind the Curve is on Netflix. So, there, there you, go. you go. Get it done. Get it done, listeners. And, and listeners, remember, share us on your social media. Do it for me. Do it for Papa Ryan. Yeah. Papa Ryan, Ryan needs it. Needs this W here. He's six white claws deep. We both need this W. Do it for us. Do it for us as a podcast. Do it for uh, the team. Next week. And you know what? If you do it for the team, you're part of the team. You ready for this? Next week, 
Ryan's going to review the movie that Tuck was in for 10 seconds. And oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? No. What? Yeah. Yep. I'm going to show you the 10 seconds I'm in, and then you could choose to watch the rest of the movie. You won't. You won't. But, yeah. Are you- what movie? What movie were you in? What is happening? <laughs> so the movie was Burlesque Assassins. Burlesque? <laughs> what? Burlesque yeah. Assassins? Yeah. yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Shot in Calgary for part of it um, at the Engineered Air Theater. I real I was an extra in it. I was I was in the movie for. Uh, I'm gonna say two seconds, but it's a generous two seconds because the guy I was shooting it with. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna save this story for the next podcast. Okay, I'm saving this. I'm dropping this next week. Where can we find Burlesque Assassins, Duck? Uh, let me. T- I don't think anywhere on Apple Movies. I think here it is. Wait. Uh, oh, they couldn't find any streaming offers. No, it's on Apple Movies. Uh, Great. So I will send you the clip that I'm in, and then you can judge it. But yeah, it's. I'm um, excited. I might. We, we could. We could post it. Uh, I don't know if we'll get in trouble. We don't have many followers, so I think we could get away with posting the 10-second clip on Instagram, but yeah. How how litigious is, like, the director? I don't know. They didn't make a ton of movies. They didn't make a ton of, mo- <laughs> ton of money off this movie, so probably pretty litigious. Okay, I think that's it. That's it. I can't wait to watch this fucking 10-second movies that you're in. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, stick around for next week when we, um, waste more of your time. Talk. Thank you so much. Talk to you later, buddy. See you, buddy.